Black, red, yellow, brown, and white lives matter. Let's help them. Black lives do matter, but not because they're black, which, as progressives continually tell us, is just a social construct. Black lives, like red, yellow, brown, and white lives, matter not because of the color of their skin, but because they are human lives created in the image and likeness of God and endowed by God with unalienable intrinsic rights. Since society is composed of fallen humans with desperately wicked hearts, many forces conspire against people of color and colorless people, including some toxic systemic forces that demand solutions. Few, if any, of these solutions are proposed by Black Lives Matter, Antifa, or progressives. In fact, in the grimy, grasping quest for power of Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and progressives, they double down on the policies and cancerous ideologies that undergird those policies, thereby increasing their own political power and the suffering of those whose votes they covet. Because human lives matter, here are some ideas for uprooting or transforming malignant systemic dysfunction that harms black, red, yellow, brown, and white lives. Because babies matter, we should end the barbaric practice of feticide that results in a disproportionate number of black and brown babies being slaughtered every year. Because women matter, we should create a public service campaign like no other, one that encourages men to marry women before having sex with them, or to marry women they impregnate. Because children matter, this public service campaign should urge mothers and fathers to stay together. There is no greater protection against poverty and criminality than being raised by intact families with both a mother and father. Fatherless homes reliably produce boys vulnerable to gangs who are tutored in the ways of criminality and then grow up to commit violent crimes, often against their own communities. This is a particular problem in black communities. Does Black Lives Matter believe that the shocking number of blacks murdered by blacks demonstrates that black lives don't matter to blacks? Because families matter, tax policy and public aid should incentivize marriage and employment. Because families matter, they have a right to safe schools and to school choice. Black families living in deteriorating and dangerous urban communities, most of which have long been run by progressives, should have choices regarding where their children are educated. Because children matter, teachers' unions must be eradicated. Teachers' unions support political causes that harm black, red, yellow, brown, and white children and families. Teachers' unions protect the jobs of terrible teachers. And through excessive pensions, teachers' unions are impoverishing already cash-strapped states and passing those fiscal burdens on to financially struggling families. Because children matter, government schools should not be propagating as truth ideologically biased ideas like those found in the 1619 Project or Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States, teaching onerous history and or teaching that America is a country of unparalleled oppression and racial bigotry in which people of color cannot positively affect their own futures, does a grave disservice to all children and truth 
Such inaccurate resources fostered divisiveness rather than unity and love of the principles on which this country was founded. Untruthful depictions of America's history in either direction, intensification or minimization of failures, are wrong. It is leftist ideas embedded in teaching for social justice that foster hatred of America and racial division. These ideas cultivate feelings of bitterness, resentment, and envy on the parts of people of color toward even colorless people who have never harmed them. And these ideas cultivate the false belief in communities of color that improving their lots in life is impossible unless colorless people who have committed no sin of racial oppression take the knee. Because lives matter, police unions that protect brutal police officers must be reformed. In a recent National Review article titled, It's Past Time to Examine How Police Unions Protect Bad Cops, John Fund draws attention to an article in the Stanford Law Review in which Catherine Byes writes, quote, During the rise of political unions to political power in the 1970s, police unions lobbied for legislation that shrouded personnel files in secrecy and blocked public access to employee records of excessive force or other officer misconduct. Today, these officer misconduct confidentiality statutes continue to prohibit public disclosure of disciplinary records related to police shootings and other instances of excessive force. Police unions often strategically frame any opposition to their agenda of secrecy as endangering public safety and harming the public interest. However, police unions often conflate the public interest with the private interests of police officers. Additionally, police unions have established highly developed political machinery that exerts significant political and financial pressure on all three branches of government. Because women, men, and children matter, we should address the existence and easy accessibility of pornography that is destroying families. Because families matter, we should rethink legalized gambling and recreational marijuana that are hurting families economically and spiritually. Because families matter, celebrities should throw their hefty influence behind such life-affirming proposals through their music, films, streaming programs, and tweets. Because red, black, yellow, brown, and white lives matter, theologically orthodox Christians must get more creative and tenacious about how to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Because lives and afterlives matter, people of color and colorless people must hear that in Christ there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Pastor Doug Wilson exposes the worldly rival reconciliation project that exacerbates division and foments hatred, and I quote him, The reason the streets of Minneapolis are on fire is because secular man, in his pretended wisdom, has been trying to reconcile two completely different methods of reconciliation, the way of atonement through the blood of Christ, together with his way, the worldly way, of accusation, recrimination, reparations, and retribution. But there can be no peace between the God of forgiveness and the God of recrimination. 
the God of no condemnation, and the God of all condemnation. Should we reconcile blacks and whites who were caught up in bitter enmity with each other? Of course, that is what the gospel does. Should we try to reconcile the world's way of reconciling with God's way of reconciling? Of course not. The world's way only foments more and more bitterness, while God's way breaks down the middle wall of partition. The world's way is impotent, and God's way saves to the uttermost. There are many Christians who do not see what is happening and who do not understand a blessed thing about it, but who are trying to help out with this monstrosity by decking out the secularist approach to reconciliation in the language of Christian reconciliation. They point out that ethnic reconciliation is a good thing in Scripture, which is true enough. But then they want to drape the Christian language of reconciliation over the secular way of doing it, which contains no authority, no sap, no salt, and no blood. End quote. If black, red, yellow, brown, and white lives truly matter to us, we must offer both the only hope for true, deep, lasting reconciliation, that is, the free gift of salvation that is found in Christ and Christ alone, as well as a culture that can sustain healthy, temporal lives.